Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile podcast, episode 84. She made it easy for her baby to find her. Oh, my lass. I'm so excited to be with you this week. Oh. So much wisdom is about to be rained down on you. So delighted to be bringing this particular interview to all of you. This is an interview that, man, I mean, like, I seriously am. There is no question that I am a blessed ass bitch. And I never take it for granted because it seems like on a daily, weekly, monthly, and annual basis, I have incredible reminders of what a blessing it is to work with truly extraordinary women who are living this journey unapologetically, have minds that are open, who are willing to learn, who are willing to take big leaps and do shit in the name of making their dreams come true. Like there's an old saying, and it's often attributed to Dale Carnegie. I'm not 100% sure if he's the one that actually said it. And frankly, it's fucking irrelevant. But generally speaking, people say that he's the one that said it, was this idea that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And when I think about the women I get to work with and the insane shit that they unleash in their lives when they start to work on what they think and believe. And when they really begin to think, believe, and take action like women who succeed on this journey, like I'm like fucking over the moon to be surrounding myself with women like this. And so this is why I am just delighted to be sharing this interview that I have in store for this week. When you meet Marin, you are going to just flip the fuck out and, and just be overwhelmed with how sensitive, how smart, how thoughtful this woman is. And, you know, Marin had to overcome some serious challenges on this journey. She was dealing with grief. She was dealing with loss in her life and trying to conceive in her 40s. All of these things that would presumably stand for the proposition that she had the the cards stacked against her. But like all of my miracle mamas, she wasn't up for making excuses. She wasn't willing to hide behind the, the typical low vibe shit that we tell ourselves in order to sabotage the manifestation of what we want most in this life. Marin just has such a strong spirit. She was like, look, yeah, I'm scared. I'm feeling fucked up. Something's not right here. I know I have to do something different. Marin, as you're going to hear, wasn't just a woman who was willing to sit on her hands and keep doing the same old shit, expecting a different result. She had to be willing to lean into this vision she had for a bigger life. She had a daughter already, and she could have easily said to herself, I should just be happy with what I had. No. You are going to hear how this woman took responsibility for making her dreams come true. She stopped making excuses. She wasn't going to wait around for someone to give her permission. She certainly wasn't saying, let me talk to my husband first. She was like, no, no, I'm living this life. I'm showing up 100%. 
I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for my family. And I am not going to keep repeating the same old boring patterns that have kept me stuck. I am in this to win this. I'm going to get out of the fucking struggle and I'm going to receive what I desire with ease. She's going to blow you away. So here is my conversation with the glorious, magnificent, red lipstick wearing, big heart having Marin. So Marin, I am so excited to have you here. You're just, I, you know, whenever I remember thinking, looking back at all the ladies in the program, I just remember you always jumped on so high (laughs) energy, so beautiful, red lipstick, doing your thing. So it's such an honor to have you here. So why don't you start us off by telling the ladies a little bit about how you found yourself on this journey? Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me and um, giving me this opportunity to share because it's, that's really what helped me so much with this process was just listening to other people and you know making it feel like you're not so alone. I guess what started me on the journey, I mean, it's... I'm not, you know, I don't, it's not a sob story, but um, it's probably a little different than some other people, but um, I lost my mother in October. So I was sort of dealing with a whole grief, you know, portion of this while also having not been able to get pregnant for the last, you know, two and a half years, mm-hmm. almost three years. Um, I, I have to start by saying I have a four-year-old as well. And you know, I so badly wanted her to have a sibling, and but my husband's a little bit younger than me, and he wasn't quite ready after we had her. I would have done it, you know, started trying right away. So we waited a little bit, and then I thought, you know, no problem, I'd be able to get pregnant without without blinking, and that's just not how it went for me. So you know, we we went the traditional route, I guess, of trying fertility assistance, and it didn't work for me. And I, I kind of had it made up in my mind I was not going to do you know, certain things. So I wanted it to, I wanted to sort of start minimally and hope that that would work. And it just didn't. And once I kind of got to that place in my brain, I didn't resign myself to not continue on. I knew I was going to, I just sort of had to change my tactic. But then my mom got, you know, into the final stages of of her disease and she passed. So everything kind of like was on hold, but also magnified at the same time. And I was, you know, feeling so sad and so alone and so defeated in so many ways, not just the baby part, but also, you know, just this, I'm an only child and I lost my dad 15 years ago and, and she was my best friend. And it was just, I, I was searching for something and I didn't, I've always been like a spiritual person, you know, believed in mediums and psychics and cards. And, you know, I, I love doing all of that stuff. And so I was always searching and searching, searching. So I started sort of searching, I guess, on the internet for meditation and just more natural approaches to kind of getting my mind and my body connected in a way that I could, I kind of always describe it. Like I just couldn't connect them. I couldn't feel the pain, but yet I was going through the grief. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that probably stemmed from losing my dad and trying to just like get through that at a young age, I didn't really allow myself to sort of ever feel it. And, um, I was really, I was really feeling it and, but not feeling it, you know, and I needed to figure out how to connect those two so I could work through it in a healthy way this time. And then hopefully be able to open it up a little bit more <laughs> to right. be able to welcome another soul into our lives. Wow. So I, yeah. 
you know, I was just going to point out that, you know, man, that's really advanced shit you were doing. I mean, you had, (laughs) you had the personal awareness to recognize that there was something going on for you. There was something bigger that, you know, the loss of your mom and, you know, that there was this block that's massive. Yeah. There was a block. There was a big block. And I think I kind of knew that too, when we were doing, um, IUI, I think I knew that I was like, I'm doing this, but I know this isn't going to work. Like I was telling myself, this isn't going to work. So it all kind of started, you know, before learning so much through you, I sort of started thinking about things I didn't really know existed for me later on, like that we were going to talk about. And so much of it clicked once, once, you know, I started the program, but I started looking for meditation programs and things that, you know, different sort of fertility options. Mm. And that sort of led me to your website. And I started reading about you and I was just like, this seems like something that could be really like a good fit for me because I'm not a, I'm not great with therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't do great with one-on-one. And I love the idea of having a coach, but not a therapist, but somebody that you could talk to like a friend. Cause I've always talked to my friends, but I needed an expert. I needed somebody who had been there, done that, you know? And I remember when we had our first interview, I think I asked you, you know, like what the percentage rate was <laughs> You're like, well, if you are asking me if you, I'm going to get you pregnant, like I'm not going to physically get you pregnant, but I, there's been a lot of really positive, you know, outcomes to after going through the program. And it was so like, okay, I have to look at this differently. I can't look at this as like, okay, this person is going to do this for me. I have to do this for myself. And this person is going to help me on this journey. And that kind of like made it click for me. I think I was so scared about taking that leap, the hell yes. And that hell no. And my husband was out of town and, you know, all of like listening to like, you know, it's a lot of money and listening to you, just sort of being like, you got to make a decision. And I always like other people's opinions. I mean, I, I ultimately make my own decision, but I do. I tend to ask friends or my right hand at work or, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) And I just had to make that decision in that second. You may, you do such an amazing job of just like, like what's like telling somebody, you know, just make a decision. Like it's your choice. You don't need to like waffle about it. If this is something that you feel really strongly about, you need to do it. And I did. And I, and I needed to hear that. And it was like the best decision I ever made. And I tell people all of the time, you know, like it was so worth it for me. And I had no idea, like I need to quantify things. I want to know what's, gonna, <laughs> what the outcome is before I like leap. But I didn't, I just did it. And yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that <laughs> moment. I remember feeling how spooked you were. And I'm like, this was, this was a line of demarcation. For me. That's yeah. why, that's why I am the way I am at that point. Because yeah. you either want to change or you don't. And, right. and nobody can strong arm you into that. It, no. It's simply a, a hell yes or a hell no. Quit spinning. Just fucking do it. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's so funny. I've been, um, this is going to sound really obnoxious, but I've been courted about to do this sort of like entrepreneurial, you know, group. And, you know, they've had me back a few times, but nobody can tell me exactly why it's so great. And I never took the plunge to do it. Cause I was like, ah, I don't know if I need this, but there was just, I wanted this so badly I wanted something to like, you know, get me to this next place that I, I just, I did it. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did it. Mm, I'm so and, glad you did too. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I needed at that time without knowing that, you know, without really knowing it. And 
and having that blind faith. And I think that was a big metaphor for my whole life. You know, it wasn't just like the entrepreneurial thing. I'm like, okay, I'm already an entrepreneur and I'm really happy. And, but like, you know, I, I'm sure it would have helped me in other ways, but this was so, I guess this was so personal for me. This was so important, like mentally that I had to, I had to do it and I needed it to physically, you know, help me as well. Yes. Yes. Well, so let's talk about that because, all right, so you're, you're in a position where you lost your mom, who, yeah. you know, was, and frankly is your best friend. You're still connected yeah. to her today. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're in this place where you're trying to call in the second baby. Yeah. And so what did you tell us a little bit about, you know, and then you made this crazy leap. You had this woman yeah. saying, Hey, it's either hell yes or hell no. <laughs> what do you want to do? I mean, you were really, when you started, you were really at this precipice where you had to be willing to stand on your own and make yeah. a choice. That must have been massive. Yeah. And when I was explaining it to my husband, I was so terrified when he got back from his trip. I was trying to tell him, okay, I signed up for this program and like laying it out. Not that it would have mattered, you know, that he would have been upset or happy, but I was so happy with him. He was so proud that I'd found something, I think, that was going to help me. You know, and when I'm talking about this, a lot of this was grief-based because I was just a mess Mm -hmm. and it was affecting, you know, the other thing in my life and so much, I mean, multiple things, but I, I think he was really, really happy that I found something that I was so like, after the very first session, the first um, meeting with all the ladies and with you, the coaching session, I just had like, I was crying and I was so happy and, you know, having this conversation with him and I could just see how like, he was like, okay, she really needs this, you know? And I realized how much I needed it. So it was huge for, it was really huge for me. And I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not a therapy person. I don't like, I don't cry like that. I don't, you know, I'd much rather just talk to a girlfriend, but it was so impactful because, and I always say this to people when I'm talking about, when I'm talking about you, whether or not the question somebody asks you pertains to, to me, pertains to your life, my life, it, the way that you respond and the advice and the coaching that you give back is so like, so relevant to some part of my life. I was always able to digest it in such like a meaningful way that it kept propelling me forward. If that makes sense. It will, it makes perfect sense. And, and, and here's why, because you know, you're a spiritual person and we, we have to understand that there are no coincidences that the people, the circumstances, the situations we find ourselves right. in are there for us. And that's why I love, you know, I handpick every single woman that's in this program for a reason. And, you know, really smart people do not sit back and say, oh, I already heard this, or this has nothing to do with me. The smartest people always say, how is what I'm hearing working for me? Yeah. How does this pertain to my life? Because you're somebody who was coming in and saying, I want to change things. And so you didn't, I mean, that's, that's why, well, it's one of the zillion reasons why you're successful. (laughs) but you know you, we if we get too sold on our own patterns that we aren't willing to see the things that are happening around us as gifts and as nudges in the right direction then we miss the point so i yeah. mean you just demonstrated something really important is like even though something doesn't seem to apply to you 
really astute women will say, you know, what application does this have for me? How might this apply mm-hmm. to me? Because that's how you get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Completely. And every time, you know, I did a module and I read through it, and I'm going to be totally honest, there were a couple of weeks where I was super busy and like I was always tried to do, you know, have, make time for it. And there were a couple that I did not have time to actually like write out. I tried to always read through it, but I, I've never been like a big journalist, you know, but it was so cathartic. It was so nice to be able to just like get my thoughts out and write it down. And then before talking with you today, just being able to look back and read through my journal or my, my notebook, I guess, of all of the, you know, the experience that I had. And it was, I'm so grateful that I had that because so much of it, like whether I knew it or not, like, especially there was a, a particular, you know, um, module about a bump squad mm. that I had put, was putting together before I had met you without really realizing it. And just for whatever reason, the universe bringing me the right people at the right time, all of you together, it was so important to be able to recognize it. And I don't know if I would have recognized it had I not gone through that, that work with you too. You know what I mean? And I'm so grateful for them and I'm still for all of you. Cause I'm still in it. Honestly. Every, you know, when I, every time I get to see my doctor, every time I get to see my chiropractor, every time I get to see my, or talk to my acupuncturist now getting to talk to you again, it's just, you know, these people that were so important and the foundation of, you know, really changing my mind set and being able to welcome in baby. Yes. Well, and th- okay. And so let's break that down because look, you went from being a woman in grief, in the throes of grief, and you start creating and curating this group of people who were going to come together to support you in the process of calling in this baby. Like, like you went from, I mean, it just, it kind of, you kind of went CEO, Ben. You kind (laughs) of went CEO. I really did. (laughs) Like, I mean, instead of being like, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you really have to. Gotta and, become captain. Yeah. I mean, it's really an interesting process. I mean, isn't that quite it it I mean, uh, it is it should be pretty clear right now that that there is method to this madness from totally from requiring you to make a decision <laughs> to then, then, <laughs> then all of these steps. It's like it literally is part of the process of ushering in the transformation. Completely. So, Maybe you should write a book or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I probably should. I probably should. That's been on my list for a while. Um, so, so or why, two. Yeah, I know. Huh? So why don't you tell us a little bit? So you're in this process. You're yeah. starting to transform your mindset. What did you start noticing about you? I mean, you, you got the, the stamp of approval. Well, not like you needed it, but you know, you know, but you'll yeah. support from your husband, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I felt like we were off, you know, for a while about like, I wasn't hundred percent sure he was on board really want, like he would have been just fine having one. And I just had this like feeling that we were meant to have two. And my daughter was meant to have a sibling and, you know, so it was hard for me to reconcile that for a long time. And so I felt like he was really on board and I felt like this like solidified it. Like he was really on board. And I really needed that. But what, I think what I noticed about myself the most was that, not that I second guessed myself a lot. I did. I mean, I do, even though, you know, I'm in a position where I have to make decisions all the time, but 
I think that's why I, I sort of seek out other people's opinions because I want to make the best decision. Mm-hmm. And I like having, um, you know, but I had to really, I had to do this for me and I had to make that choice and I had to be selfish and I'm not great at being selfish, even though I'm an only child, I'm not great at being selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm like a yes person to other people, especially when it comes to events or parties or meetings, or, you know, I always try and like move things around so that I can be available and do things. And I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. That was a big thing for me. I don't like hurting people's you know, feelings. I don't like upsetting somebody else. So I'll try and, and change things so that, you know, it works for them. And I think I sort of had to just be a little selfish. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not totally, you know, selfless. I'm just, or that I'm totally, you know, not, not selfish. I'm, I can be in certain aspects, but that was something that like, my daughter has dance every Saturday, you know, and I couldn't take her anymore. And I had to like be okay with allowing my husband to do it or my cousin who takes, you know, was taking her and her cousin, allowing them like to just handle it where I'd be like trying to bend over backwards at times to make sure I could figure it out. They just had to figure it out because I was invested in this program every Saturday for or Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every Saturday. Yeah. For eight weeks. And it was really, it was really important to me. And so allowing myself that time to really like, and you say this a lot too with meditation and, you know, allowing myself that time just to be like, have it for me. And that was really, that was a bit hard for me and really recognizing that, you know, like you can know something about yourself, but like actually recognizing it and, and acknowledging it. And then, you know, of course, like, going back to that is really easy. You slide back into old habits after you're like on this, like I'm trying not to do, to do that. Although it made it really easy with the pandemic, you know, cause we didn't have nearly as many obligations obviously for a very long time. And I'm noticing that, you know, things are creeping back in and I'm saying yes to everything. And I'm not sort of standing that ground and I'm trying to go back and read through what I wrote down and, and stick to those new kind of rules for myself because you know, I, I transformed and I changed and I liked who I w- was becoming. And I don't, you know, I want to be able to continue that on. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to stop after eight weeks because, <laughs> you know, you don't have that like same like cheerleading section every weekend talking to you and reminding you that like, you know, this is for you. Right. And you have to remind yourself. And that is really hard for me. Yes. Well, yeah. and it's really, it's, uh, you know, it's a daily choice. You know, uh-huh. you know, this is, I'm obsessed with the subject matter. I've got like eight books on my nightstand. I'm constantly reading about this. I live and breathe this, but that doesn't take away the reality that it is a daily choice. And in the end, it's funny how this comes full circle. Cause you're like, are you going to get me pregnant? I'm like, no, I'm not going to physically get you pregnant. <laughs> the work all begins and ends with you. Yes. And, and that level of responsibility can be shocking, but in the end, it's all we've got. So if you're going to, to make a massive change or you're wanting to create an entirely different experience on this journey, you got to be the one to do it. Right. That was eye-opening for me to read that, to hear that, to learn that from you and from so many other women. Oh my God, the women were so smart. That was just amazing to be surrounded by so many women. Whether, you know, we didn't know each other and it was so, it was hard. It's hard for me still. Cause I'm like, I wonder what's going on with them. Like what happened? Like, I don't have their contact information. So I'm like 
you know, when I hear somebody on the podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because you you invest in people, even though you don't really know them, you want you you want you want to see them succeed and whatever, you know, whatever it is, but especially on this journey, because it's so taxing right. and it's so, and I, and I, I talked to my girlfriend about this, um, you know, the saboteurs with having some sort of reminder of like, you know, when those, those voices creep in, um, like taking a rubber band and, you know, hitting yourself with a rubber band on your wrist physically to remind yourself like, no, you know, like you need to get those voices out of your head and you need to keep going forward. And, you know, it's so easy to slide back. It's so easy to slide back because this journey, this journey is just not, it's not, it's not fair. It's not easy. Um, you second guess yourself, you, you demean yourself, you blame yourself and, you know, you need a reminder that you're like not to do that. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, obviously, you know, you were starting to make some changes within yourself and and you started to see, you know, the, the result. And so what do you think were some of the biggest takeaways for you? I think for me, I had to, my, my number one biggest takeaway was I had to learn to let go. I know we haven't really talked about this up until now, but, you know, I had to learn to let go. I had to take all of the things, all of the pieces, um, all of the modules, you know, I had to learn how to use all of that to let go because I was holding on to not just the grief, which was blocking me, but the second guessing and the yesing and the, you know, all of those things. And it's not like you don't want to care because I, I care deeply, but I had to let it go. And in a sense of like the actual fertility journey, like the tracking was really big for me. I'm like being overly obsessive about, you know, what I was eating or, you know, what I was putting in my body. And, 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 you know, you talk about the lotions and the potions and the, you know, all the diet stuff. And like, I had changed my diet, you know, gluten-free more because I have irritable bowel issues, but also you know, I wanted to be clean in my body and I wanted to like make it as, you know, ready as I possibly could. And I was dairy free and, you know, taking this, and I do swear by this, I took those, you know, hormone um, balance and natural balance are called um, Vitex Berry um, because it had helped my cousin, you know, all of the, the natural stuff that I was doing. And I had to just be able to sort of like, like let the control go a bit about those things, I could still implement them in my life, which I was, but not be so like, so hyper-focused on it where it was also be also a block. Right. And I just let it go. With matters, right? Like the energy with like, if it's fear-based energy that you're doing all the things, then it's it's with an expectation of failure, but it sounds like you turned that around. I think I did. I really did. I had like, I had a girlfriend, like one of my best friends from college and I were both trying to get pregnant at the same time. And she was also having some issues and, you know, about six weeks, I think before I found out or eight weeks, six weeks, I think, um, she told me she was pregnant and I, I was genuinely so happy for her. I could hear the fear in her voice a little bit too, not fear, but more hesitation telling me because she didn't want to upset me, but I was so genuinely happy for her, you know, but yet I had this like twinge 
you know, of like, why the fuck isn't this happening for me? You know? <laughs> and it was right at the beginning of the, of the, the um, program and the, you know, journey with you. So it was like perfect timing. It was like a perfect storm, you know, of like that happened. And then I knew I was like, yep, <laughs> I got to change something. And the masculine and the feminine energy I have, like, I'm a very feminine person, but like masculine at the same time, you know, like I, I do the things I have to get it done just because that's sort of what my life dictates. But also, you know, trying to reconcile like what that type of energy was doing to my life or, you know, the nurturing energy that I needed to bring more. I like all of the, the takeaways. I mean, I could take away every, you know, something from every single module, but I would say for me, the biggest was letting go. And, and it is hard to describe, I think for somebody maybe who hasn't gone through this yet, but you know, that for me meant all of those pieces that I learned with you and figuring out how to apply them to let go. I yeah. wish I could, I wish I could verbally like explain it a little bit better. I can't, I, I wish I could. There, it's almost like, you know, like when you feel like you see a ghost or something, or you have a dream where you can't remember exactly all of the things that happened. You just know that it happened and it was there and like, you know, something spooky kind of happens. It was like the shift. It was a shift in me, but it happened after going through so much with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how, you know, it's real. It's, it's kind yeah. of, for, for, it's counterintuitive is that if you were, if you were wildly articulate about this thing, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's more brain focused as a, a real shift in who you're being. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where the gold is, you know, yeah. kind of expects that there's going to be this lightning bolt moment. A camel runs across five lanes of traffic and, you know, like all these, all these signs or something. But it, it's something that you have to feel. And you did it. Yeah. I wish I could figure out how to verbalize that. But yeah, you're right. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> so talk to us. I mean, okay. So, and, and at this point, you, you guys were trying naturally. You had decided yeah. that you wanted to be, to do this with, you know, the minimally invasive, yeah. um, you know, trying to do things as, as natural as possible. Um, did anything happen for you? Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's so funny because, so my, a little bit of backstory, my, when we started trying not long after my husband actually ended up like living in another state for work. So he was commuting home. So, you know, there, there were, we had some, we didn't have like a normal time together, you know? And when we did the IUI, it was, you know, when he would come home on the weekends and it inhibited everything, like everything was just like a little more difficult because he wasn't living here full time. But when I sort of decided not to keep doing that and I knew I didn't really want to go the IVF route, um, at least at that point, I didn't, I hadn't found um, a doctor though that I was like totally happy with. So maybe if I had, or I, if I'd gotten to a different place, I think it's a great option for people. I just wasn't there with it. So I, you know, knew I had to, to, to do other things and um, went the natural route. And then we had been trying for, you know, another probably year plus without success. Um, I started the program in December of last year and I think I finished it in February. 
right? Yeah, February. Um, we had a trip scheduled to go see family in Colorado, right, literally right like the week everything shut down for, um, you know, pandemic. And we decided to stay here. And that happened to be the weekend we got pregnant. So I don't know. So wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you'd been trying for years. Yeah. IUI. So almost three years, IUI didn't work out. You're doing all this, but you're still supporting yourself with all these amazing um, natural supports. You start working on this and within weeks of finishing, you're pregnant. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Can I tell you? Okay. So this was my, and I don't know if I emailed you this or not, but like I'd gone to get some pregnancy. I mean, I had the, like the strip pregnancy test, which I'd taken multiple times, but I'd gone to get some, like, um, I did natural tea. I got it at target. It was like, you know, fertility tea. And like, you know, I wanted to have that and I was trying some other things just, you know, on a natural basis. So I bought this a while. I think this is before we ever started the program and I bought a pack of like digital pregnancy tests. And for whatever reason, I was, I was checking out and there was this really sweet woman that um, was helping me. And she looks at me and she goes, well, what are you hoping for? And I was like, a baby. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, well, you got to come back and tell me if it's a boy or a girl. And I was like, okay. And for whatever reason, I was like, I cannot take these pregnancy tests until I am pregnant in my brain, you know? So I like kind of put it away and I had it in my drawer and I always use the other strips and all this stuff because I just didn't want to waste them because every time it was negative. And when we didn't go to Colorado and I had stopped tracking and I didn't get my period and I kind of hadn't thought about it. And I like, just was like, my, my cycle was not regular. So, you know, sometimes I had like a 32 day cycle. Sometimes it was 28 days. Sometimes it was 38 days. I mean, it was always kind of sporadic. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait another week before I take a you know, pregnancy in my brain. I'm like, I want to wait until I'm like a full week late and, um, or, you know, past the, like the latest cycle I'd gone. And it's really hard to do that. I bet. So I'm sitting at the table and my husband can read me really well, really well. And he was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I haven't gotten my period and I just don't want to take this test, but like, I want to take it. He's like, well, just like go into it thinking it's going to be negative. I know this is probably everything, the antithesis of everything you would, you know, say, but he's (laughs) like, so you don't, you don't, you're not disappointed. And then it's no big deal. And I was like, just get out of the way. So you're not like perseverating on it for the next week and, you know, like losing a week of your life. So I was like thinking about it and I didn't tell him and I just like decided to go into the bathroom and I opened the drawer and I saw those pregnancy tests and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take that pregnancy. I don't know what it was. I don't know why I pulled them out, but I did. And I put it down and I looked back at it and it was positive And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, I just like completely freaked out because 
one, I was pregnant, but two, I had used that test that that woman who had given me all that good juju, I guess, when I was checking out <laughs> had sent me and it, it was positive. And I like still have them in my drawer that I open every day. And I look at them because there was, oh a my gosh, I love it. And and <laughs> the special digital ones, right? Like, yes, it's like the, the one that's like, it's like two digitals. And then one that's well, two, you know, positive negatives. And then one that says pregnant or not pregnant. That one actually stays doesn't keep the pregnant, (laughs) but the positives are still there. And well, and when I came out after taking the first one, my husband, I told, I like showed it to him and he was like, okay, let's not get overly excited. Like, like we're not, you know, let's take another one. And so then (laughs) took the other two, you know, and I texted my doctor immediately and I was like, so uh, I took positive, I test and it's positive. And should I come in and get checked? She's like, those things are pretty reliable. You're pregnant. We'll get you, we'll get you in. And I was like, oh my God. So it was, it was just thrilling. Oh it was like perfect timing, everything oh I needed. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like I did really hard work to get you, to that point. Like it was so well deserved. And I can say that with confidence. I'm like, you know, yeah, you did. <laughs> Woman, you were on every call. You were, you were there. You were playing big. Always saw you smiling. Always, you know, you did it. And, and you know what? I mean, and you did it naturally. You did it on your terms. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. by the way, how many years young are you? Um, I'm 41. Oh, yeah. so, so not only are you in your 40s, you got pregnant naturally. You made a decision yeah. to shift things, and you did. Yeah. Um. I just hope that you never, ever, ever forget what a CEO you are. I, I have your, your voice in my head for all time. Thank yes. Well, and you know, <laughs> on top of that, okay, this is massive for other women listening to hear this. Yeah. You, you had irregular cycles. So all of this tracking, yes. all of this insanity that we torture ourselves with, and I did this too, you know, if I had a cycle that was off, I, I mean, I, I was just, I would lose my mind, but you yep. just demonstrated that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be certain within yourself. This baby's coming. And yes. And I will tell you though, my doctor, I, I love her so much. She's amazing, but was, is always very real with me too. And she's like, you are not getting younger. Like you are, your eggs do get old, older as you get older. That's okay you know, like we, you just keep going. But like, I I was always very like new in my brain that like, it's gonna, if you just, it just takes one, you know, like you just need one good egg. You might not get it, you know, like the first time you try, you might take you seven years, but there is going to be a good one. So all those weird, I mean, my levels were low. I had like, you know, normal to low ovarian reserve. And like, you can hear that and it can, you know, be detrimental to you, but really like that doesn't mean, she would always say it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it might be a little bit longer. Um, but the reality is like, that's just what happens to our bodies, but that should not be a deterrent to not do it. And my girlfriend, you know, I, uh, she went to see this doctor and he told her something and I was just like, you need to get a second opinion. Like yeah. you need to have somebody that believes in you, that tells you, you know, you can have them be very real with you, but also be really like supportive of you at the same time. Well, yeah. Supportive does not necessarily, does not have to mean uh, pie in the sky bullshit. It, it just means that right. there's, there's right. this, here's some information, but that's just right. one piece of it. There's so right. much more. There's a constellation of things that come together to, to help bring this about. 
So my love, what would you tell the women listening? Like if you, I mean, this is your opportunity now to be like, okay, like this is what y'all need to know. Like from, you know, cause you're, and how far along are you by the way? Um, I will be 26 weeks tomorrow. So just at the end of my second trimester. I love it. (laughs) I mean, just think about, I mean, think think about where you were when you started this year. And think about where you are now. Look at how it's wild. Yeah. Look at how quickly you change things for your Can I can I say one more thing on that end too? Because I was when I was reading, I was looking back and reading what I had written, you know, and I was so confident. So I had always I kept saying, I go when I was in my like late 30s, I was like, I don't want to have a baby at 40. I want to have a baby at 40. I want to have a baby, you know, by 39. And I got into 2020. The beginning of the year. And when I, you know, started writing down things with you with the program, I had written, you know, like, I'm going to have this baby in 2020 and like talking about it very proactively. And I, you know, I didn't have a baby at 40. I'm having a baby at 41 and that's okay. And that's I had okay. like, I had to reconcile that, but being like, okay with it. <laughs> you had to be okay with being off by a few days, right? Like, yes, yes. Can't I mean, be right about everything. Yeah. I mean, isn't it insane <laughs> that, you know, we make these arbitrary timelines. They're entirely arbitrary. Yes. Yes, totally. But that was a block that I was, I was unknowingly putting that on myself. Like, you know, that I wasn't going to have a baby at 40 and I didn't, you know, because I told myself I wasn't going to. I told myself I was going to have a baby this year and I mean, we're sliding it in there, you know, I'm due in December, so (laughs) I got it in, but you know, I had to do the work and I had to, I had to open up my mind. Yeah. But, um, okay. So advice to, um, to other women, you know, the, the smartest people I have heard from and that I surround myself with are the people that say, you know, you got to surround yourself with other people that are smarter than you. Um, because you learn the most from them. And I think like for me, it was really doing that. It was surrounding myself with these people that had more knowledge and understanding, but in a way that like it was able, I was able to digest it too. You know, I needed people that were on my team that were supportive of me without bullshitting you. And I had to allow myself to change my mindset, learn to let go and, and you know, it's so hard to do that the older we get too, because we get so set in our ways mm-hmm. and like, I don't believe this. And I, you know, like I have just opened my mind to so many more things just in life too, you know, the possibilities, I guess, of mm-hmm. life. Um, because that allowed me to be open to receive. And I feel like that sounds like so culty and I don't mean it to sound like that. Cause I'm not, I'm like, not, you know, like come like join my thing. I've just, I needed to figure out how to like let go for myself. And in order to do that, I needed to surround myself with people that knew more than I did in a very natural way. Um, That's not culty at all. It's just a fucking (laughs) fact. Conceiving is all about receiving. And if you block the thing that you want with the kind of thoughts and beliefs and paths yes. that are going to inherently, because of the nature of those thoughts, this isn't superstition. It's 
thoughts, beliefs, actions, results. It's logical. Yes. And if, if you're telling yes. yourself you cannot have a baby at 40, you won't. Your right. body's listening. This isn't magic. It isn't superstition. It is a fact. Yep. Because you won't make the choices. You won't do the things. You won't get the help that you need. You are literally blocking your miracle. Yeah. And you, Marin, quit <laughs> doing that shit. <laughs> You're and so you much more articulate. articulate. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pregnant lady. You get to do whatever it is that you do. All that matters <laughs> coming through is, yeah. is your feeling. And you know, frankly, I, I think you make a really good point that as we get older, it's harder to change, but we, we need it even more. Totally. That's when absolutely is when we're and when you, so caught up in that story. When I really want something, you know, I have to put my mind to it. Like, you know, that that's a saying, right? Like when you really want something, you gotta put your mind to it. It is no bullshit. Like if you really want something, you put your mind to it, it can happen. You just have to actually believe it. And if you don't believe it, you could say, I'm going to put my mind to it. But if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So really allowing yourself to believe. And I think in order to learn how to believe, you have to like, you have to be open. If you're not open, you know, and, and listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect either. Like terrible things have happened, you know, can happen in between. And like, you can have a miscarriage and you can have, you know, uh, it, it, things can deter you, but it shouldn't stop you. And it shouldn't, you know. I, I hope that it's it's more helpful than anything to know that okay, you know this isn't your body betraying you. It's just a like a bit of a block, a roadblock, and you gotta you know go around it, right? And keep going, right? And you'll know when it's you know like I feel like there are, like you say you know there's like things that come to you at the right time, and you're guided in a way that needs to work for you and to list like. Being open is also about recognizing that and like listening to it and actually like, you know, right. allowing that to help you. Right. Well, and you're, you're demonstrating to everybody, you know, in, you know, in conclusion that you cannot outperform your self-image. And what I mean right. by that is you had to see yourself <laughs> as someone who is in charge. You had to see yourself as someone who yeah. was, someone who's powerful enough to let go, uh, who's, who gets a team together of people who believe in her. And you had to become that woman that worked around a husband who's traveling and doing these, yep. like you really had to get it together in, in the yep. deepest possible way that I can have all of this. I can, I can do these things. And you became that. And that's what you created in your life. Bravo, Marin. Yep. <laughs> Bravo. And Thank I'm you. So honored that you came on to share your story with us because it's just it's such a delight. There's nothing that makes me happier for you. Like when I got when you sent me that email, I was like literally shit two bricks and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so excited for her." Because you so deserved it. You put in the work. You you stuck it out. And, and now you're going to be able to teach your children. You're literally changing your family tree woman because you're, you're going to be able to teach this to your children. You're going to be able to teach them how to make a fucking decision, how to believe in their hell yes and hell no, and to trust their hearts and to yeah. not allow their circumstances to dictate what they believe. So, wow. Just, I wow. just hope 
if anyone's listening to this, you know, and you're waffling or you're wondering, I am not like a, like a sucker when it comes to, you know, like, yes, when it comes to buying stuff, like I've got sucker literally written over my head if I'm in Target. (laughs) But, you know, when it comes to making decisions about my life, I really do try and, and like, you know, weigh, weigh things. Like this was so you meeting you was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Aww. And I hope I this early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope if somebody's waffling that they take the leap because it was so impactful for me. And I am not an easy person to have that happen to, especially when it comes to like the group situation thing, you know, like, and it was just like eye opening and amazing. And I hope that, you know, I hope that somebody get something out of this, you know. We're all about getting shit done. Um, yes. And boy, did you. Boy, did you, my love. <laughs> thank so, you for having me. Yes. Well, thank you, my darling. Hey, loves, wasn't my conversation with Marin just mind-blowing from irregular cycles, three years of trying to conceive, grief, failed treatments, low ovarian reserve, to being a woman that's having her baby in December of this year? It is so insane what is possible for you when you have that shift, when you turn that corner with what you think and believe. It's like supercharging all of the great things you are already doing for your body. Mind and body work together, baby. And if you want to learn what I taught, Marin, this is your chance. Thoughts, beliefs, actions, results. It's logical and linear. You can't get around it. You cannot outperform your self-image. And if you are looking at yourself as a loser, too old, too many failures, can't have what you want, asking for too much, whatever bullshit is distracting you from the fact that the desire in your heart to be a mom was meant for you, you got to change it up, baby. Think about what Marin shared, my loves. At the beginning of this year, her baby was nowhere in sight and she'd been trying for three years. She's going to finish this year with a brand new baby in her arms. You just never know what you can create when you change what you think and believe. Where could you be 12 months from now, my darling? It's up to you. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind, and body. I work with women who are committed to success, just like Marin. To apply for your interview for this revolutionary program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for an interview with me there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.